Okay, that's awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. It's really good to see you all today. It really is. I can't believe how amazing it is to be back in Australia, even just driving down the streets here and seeing all the gum trees. You don't know how good you've got it. It's really hard to see a gum tree. <laughs> you have no idea. And, and the beautiful flora and fauna that you have around the place. I'm a massive fan of it. Now, who here would say that they're a Christian? Hands up. Anyone who's a Christian? Are you a Christian here today? Fantastic. Do you know what Christian means? It means little Christ. Do you know what Christ means? Anointed one. Anointed to what? Guess what? If you're a Christian here today, you have a job description. My job description involved going to Japan. But what I want you to think about today is, I love the songs that you had here. It was all about faith-filled, faith-filled songs about, you know, God can do anything. God can do miracles, and He can. But He chooses to work through, who are the Christians? Hands up. Hands up. Okay, now you've got to get your hearts full of that and know the power that is living inside you is the same that rose Christ from the dead. And you've got to get it into you that you can step into those situations in, in people's hearts and minds and lives everywhere you go. Because everywhere you go, you represent God. Now, this is a God of the universe who created the universe, who molded Adam and Eve together, who created the garden, the whole space where we were allowed to grow and be in relationship with God. God created you with a vision and a purpose, with a tomorrow in store, not only for you, because as soon as you become a Christian, it's not about you anymore. It's about scattering seeds. It's about having faith in people because God has faith in people. God has faith in you. Now, I've got a whole sermon here, and I'm probably just going to throw it in the bin because I, I'm, I believe that God has a place for you, each and every one of you, greater than it is today. If we stop growing today, what are we going to be tomorrow? And if we're the same tomorrow as today, we are dead. If we don't grow, we're dead. Okay. Now, actually, I'll try and get back onto the sermon because it's really important. Because it does, my sermon is about faith. And, so, uh, and already we've, we've spoken about scattering seed. Scattering seed. Now, seed isn't just about, oh, do you know Jesus? I go to church, come to church. No, seed is everything that will grow, nurture, and help people. But it's up to God to make it grow. Amen? It's not up to us to make it grow. It's not up to us to force someone to grow. It's not up to us to bash people over the head with the Bible. But it's up to us to have our relationship in check with God, ourselves right with God, ourselves pumped in the Holy Spirit, operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and full of the Holy Spirit to bring God to your world. And He wants to give you a bigger vision than you've had before. He wants to stretch you. Now, as a church planter, it is part of my role to have faith. And this is a different faith. This is visionary faith. This sort of faith is required as a gifting to be able to see the church as it could be in the future. You know what? I'm so gifted with this. Everywhere I go, everywhere I look on the internet, it's like, oh, I could plant a church there. Oh, there could be a church over here. Oh, I can see this community. Oh, this building right here. All it would take is some, some people who want to get on board the team. All it would take is a drummer, a guitarist, and a keyboardist. And all it would take is some people who've got some, some skills and some guts and some glory in God, not in ourselves putting ourselves behind us and stepping up to the plate. Are we going to do that? Because that's the difference between courage 
and just being afraid. Courage is overcoming our fear. Now that's what I believe God asks each and every, oh, I've gotten right off the sermon. That's what I believe God is asking each and every one of us to be able to do, is to have that courage, to know that he's made you to be bigger than what you are now, not for yourself, but for the people around you. You need to be bigger and stronger in the things of God today than you were yesterday. Otherwise, how can you be the salt of the earth? Now I'm really going to go away. There is, there is a, a word in the New Testament that really got me stumped. And it, it just, it, 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 almost, it almost hurt me in my faith walk as a Christian when I was really young. And it was this, the Beatitudes. Jesus is on the mountain and he says, Blessed are those who are meek. Meek. You know, mean somebody a little bit wussy. You mean somebody who's sort of like, you know, a, a weakling, a wuss, and you know, a nothing. A, you know, the sort of people nobody has respect for, or not nobody. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But when we look at the Greek, the original Greek, now forgive me if I get this wrong, it's tetelestai. Now, please edit that and correct that if I'm wrong. But the Greek word is actually meaning, and they used it interchangeably with training like training of horses. Are you being trained? Are you trainable? Because those who are trainable, leadable, growable, searchable, knowable by God will increase and be able to fulfill the purpose that God's put them here on earth to do. Are you trainable? Now, I love horses. Who's got a horse? Okay, my, my daughter will see you afterwards for a horse ride. Anybody else? Yes, over here. Anybody else? Okay, here too. Fantastic. So anybody with a horse knows that if you have a horse, you have to look after the horse, right? Now, we've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. Lord, he commands us. He tells us what to do. And thank you, God, that you say love him and love other people. They're the two greatest commandments, Right? So it becomes a little bit more of, well, how do we do that? How do, you know, tetelestai. Now, if you've got a horse, you've got a stable. The horse gets a house. If you're a wild horse, you can run up and down the mountains, but you get rained on. Every morning, who's got a horse, you know how much brushing it takes, how many doctor's pills it takes, how much feed that it does it take, how much cleaning of the hoofs does it take, how much reshoeing of the horse does it take. It costs money, it costs time, it takes effort, but in the end, the horse gets brushed, it gets fed, it gets a stable, it gets everything. When you are in the kingdom of God, my friends, with faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that he is the answer to this world's problems... You are in his stable. You are in his care. This is his stable. You are his church. You are his church. But don't get bogged down on that. Oh, I'm the church, so I don't have to come to church because I'm the church. No. God calls us together like little hot coals in a, in a bonfire or in a barbecue. Come on, let's keep it real. Let's keep it Aussie. To cook the snags on, you've got to be hot. You've got to stay hot, right? And if you are not burning hot, then you've got to ask yourself, are you with the other coals? Are you helping and encouraging each other? Are you coming to cell groups or life groups, whatever they're called here? Are you coming together to encourage each other, study the Word of God, build your faith, share your faith, grow your faith, and be who God has called you to be? Or are you sitting down watching TV somewhere else? Are you going to the footy? 
Are you finding other things in life that fill that place which God rightfully should have? Now, we've set apart Sunday. I'm not going to talk too much about football because I love Collingwood. And you'll probably stone me before I get to the back door. See, I told you there's already a boo. Who can say, yay, Collingwood? (laughs) You poor person. You're the only one with me. Okay, so I do want to come back to my basic points in my sermon because it's important. It relates. So we are in God's kingdom. We're little Christs. We are anointed to save. We've got a role and a purpose. You need to know your purpose in life that God is calling you to do. And where is your ministry? Because us pastors, we're here to train and equip you for the works of the ministry. We don't go out and do the ministry per se. We do that as well. But we train you for the works of the ministry. So what is your ministry? Or are you just happy to come to church? Are you just happy that... Jesus is Lord on a Sunday? Or are you happy that you have devoted your entire life to following God as Lord of every single day of your life, as following Him as Lord to lay down your house, your job, your career, whatever it might be? That's what I had to do. That's the the, the road that God had us on. That's what He called us to do. Now, it may be or may not be what He's called you to do, but He has got a calling on your life. And you better find it because it's really important because the devil will want to stop you. We do have an enemy. He is walking around looking for somebody to devour, right? So faith, my whole sermon, getting back to the beginning, I've only got, I don't know how much more to go. Um, Faith is hearing and believing and action. Okay, can everybody repeat that? Because God said, it is impossible to please me if you don't have faith. So you have to have this to please God. Make sense? Faith is hearing plus believing plus action. So if we take one of those three things out, do we have faith? No, it all falls down. If you have a look at Jesus' discussion with the devil and whatnot, It's like the devil knows everything. The devil knows who Jesus is, but he trembles and he's afraid. But he knows the Bible inside and out and back to front. We have an enemy who knows as much as you know, knowledge is not going to get us there. Knowing who God is is not enough because you have to know him. And knowing him will mean you'll want to be like him. And so what your actions are will follow So the old way we used to say in the old day was head, heart, hands. If it gets into your head, it gets into your heart. If it gets into your heart, it gets into your hands. You change what you do. Are you still doing the same thing you did five years ago, ten years ago? Now, I could read James 2, 14 to 26, but I'll keep it brief. So I'll go to the next point, which is, I want you to, okay, so first of all, the faith equation, I'll call it the faith equation, but that's just, you know, so you can remember it. Faith equation is hearing plus, plus, right, and if you don't do hearing or what, hearing or believing or acting, how can you believe you can't? So you can't please God. And who wants to please God? Oh, only some of you. Who wants to please God? Excellent. Come on. He created you with a reason and a purpose. So what we need to now do is know our seed. We're talking about scattering seed. We're scattering seed to all the people around us. What is the seed that you are scattering? 
Do you know it? Do you know it well? What if there are questions? Oh, I'm scared to ask this person because maybe they're going to have questions and I won't know. It's okay. If you don't know the answer to a question, you know, say, it's okay, I'll get back to you. I don't know that exactly, but, you know, what I was explaining was this. And get back to that person. If you say you're going to get back to them, get back to them. But don't be afraid to share your faith because that's what all of us are called to do. It's where, how, what capacity right? Every day you live in everything that you do, you are serving God, whether it's with your time, your family, your life, your career, your money. Oh, let's not talk about money. (laughs) No, I'm believing you're a faith-filled church, and I'm believing that you are supporting each other and the cause of God really well in every way. And prayer is a big part of that, and we thank you for your prayer in this. So, test and know your seed. Get together. Keep each other hot. Know each other's problems and pray for them. Pray for them because there is an enemy who wants to take one of those things out of that faith equation so that your faith will become dead. Right? Hearing, getting it into your heart and doing it and growing it, knowing it, sharing it and just everything else. Okay. My wife is telling me I have only 10 minutes to go. Is that right? All right, 15. All right, and like I just mentioned before, is that bravery isn't fear. Fear is, no, let me get this right. Bravery is overcoming fear. Has anybody ever been in a war? Every hand should be up if you're a Christian, (laughs) right? Okay, no, so we haven't been in an actual war. Um, But it is really important that um, we know that our faith and our walk with God, we are in a spiritual war. And there are enemies around us who want to stop us. Think of all the societal changes that are happening at the moment all around us. And think about how that is impacting and destroying people's lives when we can be helping and growing people and their faith and their walk with God. But it takes courage. You know, when I first came to Fukuoka, I was working with another church, and one of the first things that they said was, well, this is one of the outreach ministry things that we do. We've got, in Japanese, a sign that you can place around your head, and we'll stand at the busiest train station in Fukuoka. Sound like a good idea? It says, come on, try and practice your English. Give yourself a five-minute English challenge. Come and talk to me in English. Would you do that? (laughs) Would you do that? But Jesus is Lord. Are you going to pick up your cross? What is picking up a cross? Is it not picking up the very thing that is shamed and scornful and that people will go, you're an idiot, you're a a bad man, you're a this, you're a that, so that you can be out there for people to judge you? Isn't that what Jesus did? And he was judged for us? I will get back to that scripture. Matthew 14, 25 to 31 says, Shortly before Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, Lord, Jesus, If it's you, Peter replied, if it's him, 
Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out, got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind and was afraid, afraid, and beginning to sink, cries out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith. He said, why did you doubt? So this brings me to the other point. Sometimes we get called out on our, out of the boat, out of our safe place, out of our comfort zone. But when we do that, we think, yay, I am walking on the water. Great. But then you've got to be careful and watch out for the doubt. You need to remember to keep your faith strong. You need to remember to feed your faith and that's why I love the songs today, because it was, so, it was so encouraging of all of our spirits, yeah? Who thought that those songs this morning were really encouraging? They weren't just pretty songs, because Lord knows we don't need more pretty songs. We need your faith to be stirred. We need you to have courage to overcome the doubts or things that might be plaguing you that want to take away from that faith equation. We need to keep building up and knowing what God is calling us to do, like Peter out of the boat into the water, out of your comfort zone and into the unknown. But you can do it. You can do it. We moved apartments in Fukuoka, which itself is a whole other story about God's blessing. And, his, uh, and our stepping out in faith as to what God was calling us to do. You know, we applied for this new apartment near our church, and it's the apartment we're now living in, um, because we really wanted to live in the area that we were ministering to. And there was a park that backed onto the building. So we went to the park and we prayed, and we prayed about our application. And we saw that there was an older man from the community who came around and started raking leaves. And it was autumn, near again, coming close to winter. So I went over, I picked up a rake, and I said, Fiona, come on, pick up a rake. Let's, sh- let's rake the leaves and help this guy. Let's just do it because, you know, there's no point just sitting down and praying, God help us with our apartment while we can see somebody in need. Yeah? So step out, we did. Rake the leaves, we did. Embarrassment, we got. However, we also got a coffee. Yeah, we also got a connection with somebody who's in the local community, who later on we found out is one of the leaders in the local community, who I believe his wife, who owns a real estate agent shop just down the road, may have had something to do with us actually getting the apartment. Not only that, but he got Jesus. He got Jesus, and after that, he was constantly saying to people in the park, oh, there's a really good new church that's just opened up. You should go down there. Now, all of that from what? Stepping out of our comfort zone and raking leaves. God is asking, are you prepared to rake leaves today? Are you prepared to do more than what you did yesterday? Are you prepared to do what you don't feel comfortable with? Are you prepared to be embarrassed Are you prepared to be ashamed of God? Not ashamed of God, but that people would be ashamed of you because you like God. You would take on shame because of Jesus. I tell you, there's going to be a day, guys, when we are going to be hated 
by this world. And that's because we are Christians, and that's because we do love God. So we need to be the salt of the world while we can. We need to be the salt of the world while we still have time. We need to look for the calling that God has on our lives to be able to do what He wants to have done. Guys, we only ever have today. We can never get yesterday back. We can never, all we can do is say, God, sorry, and repent, turn away from whatever was in the past, be free of it, and move on, because all we've got is today. We're not guaranteed of a tomorrow, and we can't rewind yesterday. Yeah? Awesome. So at the heart of today, we talked about scattering seeds. And at the heart of today, we're talking about knowing our relationship with God, knowing our faith, knowing how we can step out and ask God even, what more can I do? Because that's a question I ask all the time. And I believe that's a good question you can keep asking God. So right now, as the band starts to play, I want to give you a chance to respond to God because I'm believing that God wants more for you today. He wants to bless you. And to bless you, you have to be in His stable. And being in His stable, He's going to either send you to a racetrack or He's going to send you to, you know, a dressage or even rounding up sheep. Which one is it? Which one is it? But God's got a specific job for you today. And if you don't know what that is, you might be searching today. God, what is it that you want for my future? What is it that you want me to do to impact your kingdom? God, I feel useless. God, I feel hopeless. God, I'm just so confused with my life and with what's going on around me. He's here for you today. He is here for you today to clean up the mess. He is here for you today to show you the future. He is here for you today to help hold your hand, to give you the courage to step out of your comfort zone and your boat. Is that good, guys? So today, today, we don't have tomorrow, we don't have yesterday. We have today. God says He's got a plan and a vision and a hope. And the best is still to come. And that involves you. We can't do it all from here. We can't. Your purpose, your reason, your calling is in your community where God has asked you to shine. Are you shining?